Welcome to Zen Like a Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Laura, consultant, speaker, researcher, mama bear, 9 to 5 corporate leader turned entrepreneur, your favorite French-Canadian that loves la poutine. In the last years, I've become one of the top experts on employee engagement. Today, my purpose is helping you feel more motivated, balanced, fierce, and zen like a boss at work and in your overall life. Let's do the work together, my friend. Hello, beautiful Zen Bosses community. So for this episode, I am taking you on a short and sweet, concrete, insightful, full of breakthroughs and life-changing decisions. By now, maybe you know me, I like to generate some thought-provoking life-changing aha moments in your life. So these exercises will definitely do the trick. And you might want to pause, reflect, and then come back to the episode later. So without further ado, let's jump into these seven steps to clear your vision about your dream job. I've personally always struggled with finding what work I want to do in life. After years of exploring all of the ideas in high school, from surgeon to criminologist, I finally decided to choose business and marketing. First, because both my parents had chosen business, and I think on an unconscious level, it gave me a sense of comfort. It is actually not rare that kids will follow the path of their parents and choose similar kind of jobs or status it's I I think that's again on an unconscious level the way we we feel the most secure and comfortable and also there's probably a kind of pressure of the outside of our family to to choose something that's that's similar often. It's important to be aware of that. Of course, when we are kids, it's so difficult. You know, we're so young to make that kind of decision. But right now, at the age like where you are at in your life, can you think back about why you chose the career you chose? Do you think your parents maybe influenced it? But to come back to my story, also I've I've seen them be pretty present in my life and having a good work-life balance. And I knew I wanted a family, so that was really important for me. When you think about it, it is crazy that we have to make such an important decision so young. Since we haven't experienced with almost any jobs, How else are we supposed to choose what occupation we should do 80% of our time for the rest of our lives? This is why I want to be your guide during this episode and ask you the right questions to help you clear your vision regarding the kind of career that is meant for you in your life. If you are confused, if you are between two jobs, for this season of your life, what should you do next? First things first, if you are between jobs or seeking for another job right now, before automatically searching for a similar job than yours, which is what everyone is usually doing, like I am in marketing, so I'm going to look for another job in marketing. Before that, 
I want you to take a step back and ask yourself, it's not an easy question to ask yourself, are you in the right line of work? It might be hard to hear, but try to be brutally honest with yourself. So step one is actually to rethink. You might start your reflection with questions like, is there any hidden dreams you might still have deep down? There might be some ins in your childhood, often going back into our memories of what we were passionate about as a child is a good start to think about what passion maybe we we have left out. Think about what you are passionate about or something that actually makes you afraid. Sometimes what gives you that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach is actually a hint that you have always dreamed of doing this thing, but it makes you afraid. Finally, a great tool to connect yourself with your intuition and that little voice that knows you very well is to create moments of introspection and silence in your daily life. Journaling or meditating five minutes every morning, for example, you might be surprised by what comes up. Actually, for me, it made miracles. The first time I sat down and meditated, It's like my intuition was waiting for that moment all along. And I saw so many visions of what my art desired. Just to give you an idea, it was 12 years ago. I was in marketing, working at a corporate job, and I had no idea of another future than continuing in marketing to become VP one day. And I saw myself giving workshops and trainings to people about stress management and living a more balanced life and that is exactly what I've done and the journey I've been on in the last years and that was 12 years ago so I there was something deep down that knew what I was supposed to do in life that is that is so amazing so often we don't trust that little voice inside but try to Connect with it and see what comes up. If it makes sense to you, when you will hear it, you will know. It's impressive, actually, how much you know deep down. Okay, now I want to get to step two. What is your ideal lifestyle? We rarely consider our lifestyle into the decision-making of choosing a job or a career, but it is so important thinking about your overall life. It is about your happiness after all. The questions you might ask yourself are, what kind of life do you want? What kind of lifestyle do you wish for? Do you, do you value money more than the next? Is going on vacation and going on adventures is super important to you? Is remote working a non-negotiable? Do you have kids and value the extra time you spend with them in mornings or at night? Do you dream of working four days a week? Everything is possible, believe me. You just have to choose and own it. Just think about it and focus on this criteria's list. What is non-negotiable and what is nice to have? Also thinking about your desired lifestyle, 
a question to ask yourself is, do you have what scholars call an obsessive work passion? Those with an obsessive work passion are people who eagerly make personal sacrifices for work. For them, work is their life. And going a couple of extra miles on behalf of the company is an easy decision. They don't regret it afterwards. But it is possible that there is season of your life where you were uh, an obsessive, you had an obsessive work passion. I, at the beginning of my career, I was like that and it changed. So consider that as well. If this is part of your identity and you're happy with it, then fine. You can choose a company with a culture that is more performance oriented and that is eye demanding. Actually, you should choose that culture because working with similar people is essential for you. The other type of workers that are just doing what asked and not excessively intense with their work will annoy you and that will get you frustrated all the time. I'm pretty sure you agree with what I'm saying and you recognize yourself. If you don't have an obsessive work passion, you have to be careful not choosing a company with a culture of overperformer that value working excessively versus the quality of your work. Because whatever the benefits that are offered, if you feel the pressure of a toxic working environment and colleagues, the benefits doesn't change a thing and it will greatly impact your lifestyle. Step three. How do you want to feel? What do you value most? It's about emotional needs. I will name you seven types of core emotional needs fulfilled by work. The most predominant ones, according to my experiences, having analyzed data and listened to more than 100,000 employees across industries. So listen carefully and select the top two or three that sparked something in you. Number one, I feel like I've made a difference, whether it is to help people or change the world in any way. Two, feeling of belonging and enjoyment. I feel like I'm part of a group of like-minded people I get along with. Three, I feel powerful, important. I am proud of my accomplishments and I love that feeling of climbing the ladder. Four, feeling competent, fueled by learning, curiosity, to always go beyond, innovate and become the best expert you can be. Five, excited by the adventure and challenge that awaits me. The thrill I like a sane amount of good stress and challenge. That excites me. Six, I feel secure and happy with my work conditions and they benefit my overall life. For me, it is about providing for my family and enjoying my personal life. Seven, feeling creative as an artist. My work is a way to express myself and create on a daily basis. So choose not more than two or three and that will help you decide the type of career and or company you should choose. 
Step four, assessment of your tasks. This assessment is incredibly simple, but so powerful because it will give you major insights on what you are looking for. So in your notebook, prepare three columns. The first one on the left is a list of your actual tasks at work. And the second column is the percentage of time they take out of your week. So not out of your day, but out of your week. And the third one on your right is the percentage of satisfaction and fulfillment each task is bringing you. For example, 80% would be a good score. 20% would mean you don't enjoy that task at all. Make no mistake, it is normal not to enjoy 100% of your job. You always have a shit sandwich to eat, like Liz Gilbert will say. But you want to make sure that there is the same amount of task you enjoy in your overall week. Let's say more than 70% of your time or no less than 60% of your tasks must be enjoyable for you. So look for the gaps in percentage now that you've done the exercise. If a task brings you a lot of satisfaction, but it's just a small part of your week, like less than 20 or 30%, you might have the goal to increase the frequency of this task in a future, future job and vice versa. It gives you clarity on what you are looking for. Step five, find your North Star. Now you are going to draw three circles in the shape of a Venn diagram. So the first circle on the top is the what, the nature of your work. What tasks bring you joy? Or actually not tasks, but skills. You can use the response from the last exercise, but you can also add new ones, like working with numbers, it can be dancing, marketing skills, leading people. So the nature of your tasks. The second circle is the how. The unique way you bring your gifts to the world. For example, I am cheerful, making people laugh. I am always the wise one. I'm really empathetic. I'm very charismatic and confident and that helps people make the right decision or that helps me influence people in my company. The third circle is why. And I want you to finish with that one. So in that order, the what, the how, and then the why. What do you genuinely care about? To what bigger cause do you work? Do your work contribute? What is the impact of your work? And the unique way you do it. Is it to bring people confidence? Is it the end goal of ultimate innovation and advancement of science for the greater good of the planet? Is it to save lives? So how do you contribute to the world at a certain extent? And then when you finally found your North Star, 
Does your actual line of work allows you to fulfill this? That could help you make a decision regarding a change of career or a small change of direction maybe. Step six is the process of selection. So now that you know all of the tasks that bring you satisfaction, now that you've found your North Star, you know the kind of lifestyle you want, you can make a list of the organizations that fit those criterias or among the, jo among the job offers that you see. And now that you have your list, the only way to really make sure that the organization fit these criterias and to find out about the real culture there, the only way is really to talk to someone who is actually working there. Aim for someone at the same level you are looking for or a level below, but not a level over because sometimes management have a clouded vision of the employee experience. You can find these people on LinkedIn or maybe on Facebook among your friends who are working at that company. There is always a way to figure it out. So ask them for a coffee talk and go through these different categories with them according to your responses. For example, you can ask them what the culture is like. Is it performance oriented? Is it really possible and accessible to do remote working? Is it valued to work long hours? What is a typical day there like? What is their company mission? Are they giving back to the community? Often people are really generous with their responses. They just want to help. So really feel free to ask them all of your questions. Then the final step, step seven, is about believing in visualizing every day. Visualization is actually backed up by science and it's why it's used by pro athletes and well-known high performer. Once you have your vision, you have to believe it is possible, really believe it, to visualize it and to feel all of the positive feels related to it when you've achieved it. Be careful of the negative self-talk and self-limiting beliefs like I am not good enough. It is way too good to be true. I will never find that perfect job for me. Because what you believe becomes your reality. Change your beliefs for positive ones and repeat it every day. This is the most powerful tool I've ever integrated in my life. And I was listening to an interview, a video clip of Jennifer Lopez with Oprah. And she was actually talking about affirmations and how much she was still using affirmations. So I think that if JLo does it, it is quite inspiring. And that must be a pretty powerful tool to reach our goals. Here are some examples. There is a job for me out there that will fulfill my needs and make me happy. I deserve to be happy at my job. Then trust the universe that it will come to you in the right time and that you are exactly at the right place at the right time. Finally, visualize it every day for five minutes before bed 
with inspiring music. Hope these seven steps helped you clear your vision about your dream job. And don't forget, you can do it. I believe in you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends and rate it five stars on the platform of your choice. Finally, tag me on Instagram at Laura Parent while listening to it.